What's my purpose in life? What am I here for? What's the bigger picture here? So that gives you a really sort of global connectedness. Then asking yourself, what am I good at? What do I like? What excites me? And how do I reach that? Where do I go? Who's doing what I love to do? How could I meet them? How can I talk to them? And you just start taking these steps toward your destiny. And once you start asking, you will start moving toward your destiny. It is an undeniable journey. You just have to start asking. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where we're going to be giving you the exact blueprint to reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, regardless of your age, your income, or your experience. You see, we believe that 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. And we're here to empower you on how you can use money and cash flow as a tool to create, build, and live a life you love now rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. All right, Cashflow Tactics community, Ryan Lee and Jimmy Vreeland back on the podcast today. And it is our special honor. It is our opportunity to be actually interviewing a lifelong mentor of ours. And it's amazing how connections happens. You know, Jimmy and I, we were actually on this podcast talking before we went live. I've known about this individual that we're going to introduce you today all the way back from when I was a young child. My mom would read his stories from his book at the kitchen table because what, what this individual talks about is universal stories that connect humanity. So it is our great pleasure and opportunity to introduce to the Cashflow Tactics community, Mark Victor Hansen and his amazing wife, Crystal Dwyer Hansen. And we're going to be talking to them today about their brand new book, which in my opinion is the foundation of all human existence. It's called Ask. So with that in mind, Mark and Crystal, you want to say what's up to the Cashflow Tactics community? Well, first of all, I want you to thank your mom being so wise to read our Chicken Soup of the Soul books. We sold a half billion and it's all her fault. So we'll give her full credit. You know what? She's have to read to her son. I give my mom full credit for every good thing that's happened in my life. I can't tell you how many times I've gone back and realized how powerful of a presence my mom played in my life. Her voice, who she was, what she stood for has trickled all the way through my life. And it's the same for you, right, Jimmy? Yeah, my mom gave me a copy of your guys' book as, as well. Well, wow. listen, we're, we're deeply thankful. That's and, really and, cool, uh, you guys. I got to just tell you, just because we're talking about moms and it's not Mother's Day, but she <laughs> is the sublime mom. We've got five kids, as you know, in our blended family Love and six kids. grandkids. Yeah. We're, and are blessed. We're, we're very blessed. And Crystal, we were doing a little bit of kind of celebrity stalking, if you're okay with that. So Jimmy <laughs> and I don't follow very many celebrities, but when we had the opportunity to interview the two of you, we did a, we did a little bit of research and we noticed, Crystal, you came from a fairly large home back in the day, nine kids uh, out in uh, uh, Idaho Falls, Idaho. Is that correct? Yeah, you got that right. Yep. Okay. So I I imagine both of you, but from nine kids, you must have come from a very strong mother as well. Very strong mother. She was amazingly organized. I mean, I didn't realize it till I grew up and had children, how beautifully she executed every day. I mean, it just didn't seem like it was a lot of work and we all had a lot of responsibility in that environment. But my mom was just masterful at it. I'm really, like you said, so thankful to my mother. She's incredible. But the best thing Beverly ever did was where did she send you? <laughs> she was the one who sent me to the Author 101 seminar after I'd written, I was almost finished writing my first book. 
where I met this guy. She takes full credit. We give her full credit because she really pushed me to go there. I was like trying to get out of it. So later that night, we've got a VIP reception at this thing and I'm crowded, thronged with people and she's across the room. Crystal is. And a lovely lady who I had no idea who she was spilled red wine all over white pants. Well, I left this throng of people, grabbed her hand and said, I know where the club soda is and <laughs> took her away. We get outside and I say, look, it's late at night. Have you eaten? And she said, no, but I'm hungry. I said, I'm hungry, but I can't stay here. A thousand people want to ask me just two minutes of question. We'll never talk. So I take her off site. We get to this great Hollywood restaurant and it's thronged with people. A hundred dollar bill won't get you in. I go up to the guy because he sees her lavish beauty. He says, okay, I give up. Who is she thinking she's a movie star? And I said, you don't recognize her? There you go. And his mind's going nuts. And he says, okay, I give up. Who is she? Now, we're both Danish. So I was goofing around. I said, well, she's a queen of Denmark. <laughs> he said, and who are you? I said, well, who travels with the queen? He said, oh, my God, you're the king of Denmark. We had a table like that. Oh, my goodness. Just for the question. Was Man, I tell you what. Guy. Yeah. That's a beautiful example of why your book is so powerful, knowing how to ask the right questions. I love that. So let's give you guys some proper credit where credit is due. You know, as we were looking back, the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, uh, it's over 43 languages that that book has been translated into, over 500 million copies throughout the series worldwide. And, you know, as we talk about both Jimmy and I, as well as 500 million people, you have changed the course and the direction of many people's lives. Now, you've come out with a new book, The Two of You Together. And the book is titled Ask, right? And it's the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. And if I'm not mistaken in, in understanding, you guys believe that this is the foundational book that could far eclipse anything that you've ever done up to this point. Is that correct? Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. What we found, the reason we wrote this book, Ryan and Jimmy, we were so blessed to meet so many amazing people all over the world. And we started noticing these people kind of separate into two groups. All, both groups are smart, talented, likable. They both want great things for themselves. But one group's getting what they want and one group is not. And we, when we started breaking it down, we realized the biggest differentiator was the ones who know how to ask. Those who have become master askers get what they want in life. And those who have never learned it, just like success and happiness and all those things just seem, seem to you know, elude them. So we thought, this is so important. We need to write this up. We, we had so many specific examples of people we knew. And when we got into the book, we were so excited. We found that there are actually three channels through which you need to learn to ask. And that is ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And all of them are equally important. And uh, when you start doing that, your life changes magically and dramatically. Love that. That is awesome. Christine. I'm going to write that down right now. <laughs> let's, let's actually go a little bit deeper on that. So, go get him, Jimmy. Yeah. You guys were inspired to write this book based on helping people want to achieve the highest version of themselves possible, right? Bingo. Absolutely. And in so doing, you found that the number one, if, if you could whittle it down to the one thing that separates people that achieve the highest level and version of themselves possible and those who don't, it's their ability to ask themselves first and foremost the question of what they want, others, and God. Yep. So when you came down to that realization, what did you feel when you found that realization that it came down to simply asking and, and what inspired you then to take that realization and turn this into a book? Like you said, it's a foundational principle. And back in 1974, we looked at our own lives and what yeah. we did is our own self-investigation before we investigated everybody else. But we see the congruence of it. 1974, I go bankrupt, lose $2 million in one day. 
because of my best, worst experience. I didn't know that. I hid out for six months. But then I'd, I'd sold my way through college, was given a little audio tape. I listened to it 287 times, changed my mind. And I started to ask myself, well, what do I really want to do in my heart of hearts? And I want to be a professional speaker. So I asked my four roommates, I'm living in Hicksville, Long Island, New York at the time. And I say, any of you guys know anyone that's not a cotton top, mature person, celebrity, doctor or lawyer? And the guy said, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a guy a few years older than you who's talking to the real estate people to us at ML, multiple services, multi-service, MLS, yes. multi-listing service. service yeah. And uh, I get my little beat up old Volkswagen race out there at 830 at nine o'clock. I'm mesmerized for three hours. I asked this guy, Chip Collins, I said, can I take you to lunch? He said, yeah. I said, can I ask you endless questions? He said, yeah. He said, the chance you're making it as a speaker boy is one in a thousand. You might as well give it up. I said, just tell me what to do and how to do it. I'll, don't worry about it. I'll do it. Anyhow, I did a thousand speeches the first three years in the business because we believe in asking. You've got to believe that you can do it and you'll get the answer. Number two, you've got to take some action. And the action's got to be massive action. And that's what people have got to do to get out of the doldrums right now. And then number three, you've got to visualize to realize. I saw myself there, started doing it, and obviously it went up. And then everyone said, do you have it in the book? And we, Jack and I did pretty well selling those books. So what year, what year was this conversation with this mentor? 1974. So it's and then when, what year was it you did your first speech? Oh, I did it the next day. <laughs> that How long did it take you to get 1,000 speeches under your belt? Yeah, so what happened is I had no – he said, look, I'm in the real estate business. You, you do the life insurance business. There's 1,800 companies. You'll never finish it. 90% of you will roll over every year. You've been selling since I was nine years old, I told him, which is true. I was a top greeting card salesman at nine. Anyhow, and I can talk to that if you want. But it was amazing. Is it, I knocked on 10 doors. The 10th guy was a guy with Metropolitan Insurance, Big Tony at 6.30 at night. said, hey, uh, tell everybody, uh, Tony said, you're number one in the company. Here's a directory, kid. So I called him, and I just went crazy going through little offices. Sometimes I talked to four or six people, sometimes 50, but it just, it went nuts. And I was in all the five boroughs of New York. So it was pretty much endless for a while. And then I went across the country and national internet. So here's a question I, well, I got for you. Obviously you can take massive action very fast, right? Yes. Everyone has to. Do you think everybody can do that? How do you get it? So you got the quick start people who can just run, right? Yeah. And they'll just smash their head into a wall. Do you think that's a personality trait or is it just something you got to get over and you just got to do massive action? Well, the reason we say ask yourself or ask others is because if you aren't a fast start person, you got to be with a fast start person right. and you're in a mastermind. As you know, Andrew Carnegie taught Napoleon Hill, Think Grow Rich. Two or more joined in the spirit of cooperative harmony, pursue a third new mind. They create, today we call it synergy, the unstoppable, invincible energy. And you'll never find great success, whether it's Bill Gates and Paul Allen or whether it's whoever. It, it would, you know, it's always going to be two. And now it's Bill Gates and Warren Buffett pulling off gigantic amounts of magic. That's what I'm, and Crystal and I are are told we're the most formidable couple most people have ever met. I'm not saying that. I'm just quoting what other people tell me. And I go, wow. We're good together. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and, and you guys are just laying down the framework for success 100%. I mean, I, I think if everyone tries to go it alone, there's only so far you can go before you're stuck based on your own personal limitations. Inside of Cashflow Tactics, just to give you guys a little bit of understanding of how this company is built, there's three, three of us. There's me, there's Jimmy, and there's one other. Jimmy... If you understand how quick starts work, Jimmy's probably a 20 on a, out of one out of 10 on a, on a scale for quick start. Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy just runs through walls. 
Yeah, like a thousand speeches. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. But like, <laughs> why not? <laughs> not a lot of people could do that. Yeah. Well, our Tony Robbins and I are crazy. So that works that way. And how, of your first thousand, how many of them were horrible? Oh, there were a lot. Uh, by the way, let, let me talk to how horrible it was. But you didn't stop, even though they were so bad. That's my point. No, no that's the point. Because you get everyone gets better. You don't hit the baseball the first time a baseball player plays either. But then if you get 300, you're making four or five or 40 million a year, whatever it is. But the same thing, the first talk I did, I had nothing better to do. I knew what I was supposed to do, but I didn't have it wired. So I went and I did a book review of 10 books. And, and uh, 20 years later, this lady walks up to me and says, I don't know if that was your first talk or not, kid, but uh, I didn't make it in a life insurance business at Metro Palm, but I got a company now that makes me $2 million net a year, all because you told me to read these 10 books. I went, oh, my God, thank you, God. Because, um, you know, if you get one in an audience, you won. That's um, awesome. Love that. Well, Jimmy, why don't you ask uh, Mark, Mark and uh, Crystal the next question on, on our list here? Okay. So what do you guys – because I was like, let me see the book. Let me see the book. But we're in the pre-release phase, right? Right. Pre-release stage. Exactly. So when I do get this book, what is going to be my biggest takeaway? So the biggest takeaway is that once you start learning to ask, you will start to see yourself moving forward so rapidly because literally like we all have these dreams in our hearts, right? And we just get stuck. And then sometimes when we get stuck, we just start to sink into the stuckness. What asking does, it's like this simple tool. You ask, you get an illumination, you ask again, you get a solution. And remember, it starts with asking yourself, asking God, like, what's my purpose in life? What am I here for? What's the bigger picture here? So that gives you a really sort of global connectedness. Then asking yourself, what am I good at? What do I like? What excites me? And how do I reach that? Where do I go? Who's doing what I love to do? How could I meet them? How can I talk to them? And you just start taking these steps toward your destiny. And once you start asking, you will start moving towards your destiny. It is an undeniable journey. You just have to start asking. What happens is it becomes a magnificent obsession. And when I was doing those talks, Chip Collins, the guys teach me how to do it, said, look, I'm away for two weeks. I'll, I'll never see you again, but I'll be back in two weeks. You can call me. I called on 10 people a day, and I'd do a seminar at 6 in the morning, one at 10, one at 2, and one at 6 or 8 p.m. at night. And it just, there's nothing else to do. I wasn't going to read the newspaper because it was all bad news. In between time, I'd listen to audios. I'd drive. And back then, you got to remember, back then, there was no such thing as a cell phone. I had to have $2 worth of dimes in my pocket. You're not old enough to remember when. Oh, my God. How did you live? I had big pockets full of dimes. <laughs> By the way, I, I went, remember, I'm bankrupt. The bankruptcy court's taking everything from me. In the old days, they could take that from you. In two weeks' time, because I started having cash flow, I knew this guy who leased cars, and he said, you've got that many talks? Like, I had 28 talks times four, because I was selling four. I was selling prospecting, presenting good work habits, closing, and learning how to do it. And guys would give you real feedback, because, you know, you'd say, well, what do you do to prospect, and how do you get referrals, and all that stuff. And I mastered all of it, because I asked everybody, and I took copious notes then, like I do now, and we're both addicted readers and studies as students, and and, you know, once you start thinking about it, it, it codifies itself, and then we could put it out. And it was just, it, it was great fun. There was nothing else for me to do. And I was, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. And then all of a sudden, I do my first multi-authored book. And at a talk, I sold 27, 27 people in the audience, and I had 37 walk away. And it was a $10 book. And I thought, oh, my God. But the first year, I ended up selling 20,000 copies at $10 wow. each. That's $200,000 cash. I thought... 
I thought I would arrive. Maybe. I thought I was just done. <laughs> it's those dimes with dollar bills at that point. That's great. That's yeah. I love that. Well, Crystal, you said something that I think is very, very profound. I want to go back to that really quick because you said as you start asking questions, you start taking steps toward your destiny. Exactly. That is so powerful. So, you know, when people come into our world and our community and we build these game plans for them, we ask them three par- very powerful questions because we believe financial tools such as the vaults or cash flowing real estate or the things that we talk about inside of Cashflow Tactics, mm-hmm. those are just tools. And they will never replace you as the driver, the individual. So what we try to do is we try to help people get clear on what they want. And after having done thousands of game plans over the years, we ask people, what do they want? Why does it matter? And who must they become? And the crazy part- By the way, everybody gets stuck at what do you want? Yes. Like most people aren't, they're so used to not, I mean, they just don't know how to ask these big, powerful questions that they're so focused on what they don't want. And they've never really sat down to get clear on what they do want. It's, it's been such an amazing dichotomy that we've had to come across. Right. But as you, as you look at this, why do you feel like, well, what is the biggest reason that people have such a hard time asking themselves powerful questions? You know why? Because they're not, what we say in how to prepare to come, become a good asker, one of the three main things you need to do is to visualize. And I think for most people, they don't start with a vision. You have to start with a vision. So we say to people, start with the vision, start with the end in mind. We want you to go nuts, go crazy. Like in your perfect world, I want you to write down your vision of what you're doing, what it looks like, what it feels like, you know, and ask yourself those questions. What does it feel like? What am I doing every day? Who am I talking to? How many sales am I making? I mean, the more specific, the better. So paint this vision for yourself and just go all out. And then we say, work backwards, start asking the questions. How did I get there? Who's doing what I'm doing? Who's doing what I'm going to be great at when I get to my vision? Who's already doing that? Because it's so important. If we're going to do something, we need to find out. We need to be so curious about what it is we want. If you want to be, you know, a top recording star on the top 10, don't sit on, you can't sit on your couch and go with your blanket around you and go, I really want to do this. This is what I want. You need to, who's doing it? You need to get out there in the quantum soup of what you want and find out, be so curious. Who's doing what? How did they get there? How could I do that? And you don't have to be good at it. You just have to see the vision and then just throw yourself out there into it. Take the action, start asking around, start figuring out, ask enough questions that you've talked to enough people. And it's funny because we did a lot of research with this book and people are, afraid to ask. Okay. We actually have a section called the seven roadblocks to asking. And we just found there's a lot of, there's unworthiness, pattern paralysis, fear, naivete, all of these things that keep us from asking. So we really need to focus on those and get past those. We tell the stories of how people got past them. But the truth of it is the research shows, okay, Harvard did this study. The more curious you are, the more attractive you are. So they put people together in all kinds of situations, right? <laughs> right? I hope right? they'll get to see your so Bob and we're talking, we're talking business relationships, everything. So people who sat with others and asked more questions, you know, what did you do? How did you do this? We're afraid to ask questions. It's funny. In the research, it showed that people coming into the research, into the studies, felt like they would be perceived as stupid, naive, not knowing enough, you know, and they were very 
hesitant to ask questions, like it would might make them less likable. But the truth of, of the research reveals that it makes you more likable. People like it when you're curious, when you ask a lot of questions, because people are also flattered. When you're asking their opinion or asking for their feedback, they're flattered. There's this bond that's created between two people because we are each other's greatest resource. And so we need to remember that. Stop being afraid. And the book takes you through all the seven roadblocks and, and how you know people overcame those to achieve success, happiness, better relationships, better careers. But it's such an important thing to remember. Even, let me just say, on the last part of the research, with dating, people who went on dates, they did like daters, you were more likely to get a second date if you asked more questions. And ask meaningful questions, you know, caring questions, like tell me more about how you did that. And, and, you know, part of it, we talk about the strategies, but really listening to feedback, informing your next question based on that feedback. So don't be superficial. I think people try to be like, I'm cool. I got to act like I know everything. I don't want them to think I'm stupid. No, be curious, be open. People love that. They're going to like you more. Uh, wow, wow, wow. That is so powerful. I, I want to just validate what you just said, just from a dating perspective. We're talking about a lot of things that we don't normally talk about in casual right. dating. Moms, dating. <laughs> so, like, here's the thing. Last year, my wife and I- This is life. Yeah, it's life. It is. We, you know, and, and we actually talk about what we call this, this concept of the five currencies, investing your most valuable asset, which is your time, into areas of life that matter, which one of those is your personal relationships. Sure. And last year, my wife and I were looking for a creative way to inject a little bit more spark energy into our dating, right? And I love what you said with curiosity. We went on a couple of websites and we printed out 50 questions and we would go to a restaurant and we would take the questions with us. We put our phones away and man, it was amazing. So we spent three dates on one question, just going into and diving in and being reinvigorating that sense of being curious about your spouse, your partner, uh, someone that you want to get to know better. I love that. So powerful. Oh, that's awesome. I love, I love that you and your wife did that. That's a, such an important lesson, you know? So that's one part. There's one other part. And that is after I got divorced, I wrote down 267 yeah. things I wanted in my ideal <laughs> beloved because we had to have the same values. We had to be monogamous. She had to have her own business. We had a, they, we got, cause we probably both had kids already. We had to love each other's kids. We had to want to do everything together. We had a, you know, other than right now, we got to travel a lot. I, you know, I travel a quarter million miles a year, been to 80 countries, talked to 7 million people. We wanted to do all that stuff together. And in front of audiences in China, she, up until three years ago, she was the most famous lady in China. I, I just got to do one cue to decide that you'll like, because you guys are so fun. I love your exuberant, positive, enthusiastic energy. Anyhow, we're standing on the Great Wall of China. I have to go to the bathroom. I can't read Chinese. I say to Dr. David Chu, our promoter for this 22 years, a brilliant, wonderful man, you're going to have to take me. So he takes me. By the time I get back, there's 100 people in line wanting a picture with her. Oh, movie star. They think you're from Hollywood movie stars. They're tall and blonde. David like can't automatic. pronounce cards in China. So he says, Mark, we charge $100 each. You get 50 I get 50 I said, you better ask her. I can't We had fun. Those were fun days in China. Two of you are probably the most powerful examples of just intentionality that I've ever met. I mean, this is phenomenal. Thank you for sharing your, your stories with us. Jimmy, why don't you take the next question? All right. So how important do you think it is to learn to be a good asker? Give me a real hard example 
of how it can impact oh, your life and your business. Oh, I've got it. We both got one good one with your permission, Jimmy. <laughs> okay. So, so we, I, got a friend, we got a friend now named Jim Stovall. You may know the name, but at 19 years old, he's strong and, and handsome and good looking like you and ready to be an NFL player. And uh, he tries out and gets it and they do the doctor's thing. And the doctor said, look, kid, in six months, you're going to be totally blind. Well, sure enough, he went permanently blind. He's now incarcerated in a nine by 12 room and he's got a telephone, a television. And, um, you know, he's feeling really sad, depressed, despondent. And his parents said, go to the blind meeting down the street, see if they can cheer you on. Well, he goes down there and they're doing nothing but nagging. He sits next to a blind woman who is a stenographer. And he says, you know, I love watching TV and I love action pictures, but I can't see anyone throw a right pinch or, and then the pivotal question, he says, Somebody ought to do something about that. She says, wait a second. She asked, we're somebody. Why don't we do something? Now, what none of, no one else knows, because we're all cited, is that they created narrative TV. 14 million people every day at $10 a month go on to narrative TV. It was way before, way bigger than Netflix and all that, because there are that many blind people. And then when I met him, Charlie Trendis Jones, a great speaker, said, hey, look, I know you're selling 15 million books a year and you haven't got time to breathe, but you got to read this book. And I said, okay, Charlie, you're one of my best friends. I'll do it. And I read it and I went, wow. I wrote the endorsement. I wrote the Ford and said, this has got to be a movie. Jim Stovall, who's totally blind, made it into a movie and the book gift. called The Ultimate Gift, which I hope everybody will read. But The Ultimate Gift, he finishes a story in our book, Ask, I now write books I can't read. That is wow. awesome. Only movies I can't see. That is amazing. It, it gives me goosebumps. It gives so, you guys goosebumps. And what, was his, what was the fundamental question again that he asked? A simple question. The fundamental what was question it? said, somebody ought to do something about that. And she says, wait a second. Okay. Why can't we do Why something about us? it? Why can't wow. we be that someone? So, you know, how often, like, all of us can relate to that, sitting there going, you know, complaining about something or not liking something and feeling like, literally, you guys, he lost everything. Can you imagine being a, going into the NFL, being a top star, just a stud? so good looking. And overnight, almost, they said, you'll be permanently blind. I mean, your whole world goes away. The depression, I mean, he lost everything. The rug was pulled out from under him. So in that moment, because she was able to ask him that powerful question on behalf of both of them, you know, like when he's like, I can't even watch these movies anymore. I can't see the action. I used to love action movies. Why hasn't someone done something? How often do we go, why can't someone make this better? And she said, why? can't we be that someone you know why can't you be that someone and we need to think like that like what would the world be like if somebody was like somebody ought to do something about this and then that person did something about this like right yeah. why can't you be that person why can't each of us be that person right and i'm never gonna say yeah. that word come out of my mouth without doing anything i'm writing it down after this podcast i will okay. not i'll either not ask that question or i will ask and i'll do something <laughs> i love it <laughs> We're cheering you on, Jimmy. Awesome. So here's, the, here's the other reason you need to ask, and this is a really like amazing story. So we have this cool woman in our, story, in our book. Her name's Rita Davenport. She was a top television broadcast journalist here in Phoenix, really big in the market. She got her own show. It was a cooking show. And she had, at the time, like the top chefs on there. There's Wolfgang Puck and Julia Childs and all these amazing chefs. And like, it was the top-ranked show at the time, daytime TV. There was, at her competitor station... The manager of that station was so obsessed with her show, her girlfriends over at the other station said, Rita, we think he's you know, hot on you. He, he locks himself in the room when you're on and he won't let anyone into the room and he just like studies what everything you're doing, he's writing everything down. 
And so Rita had this amazing idea. She said, you know, I have a plan. I'm going to take this to the corporation that owns my station. She had this plan, wrote a complete business plan on it to start a food network, an entire food network, took it to the corporation, the head of the corporation, said, here's what I want to do. Will you please support me on this? Let's build this together. She asked, he said, no, Rita, that's never going to work. No one would ever want to sit there and watch food all day long. No one would ever support a food network. What are you thinking? Sorry. And so she went home with her tail between her legs, never asked again. The competitor station took everything he learned from her, created the food network. Oh my goodness. Took her idea. He created the food network. He, when he, at the time he sold it, he sold it for $3 billion, $3 billion. And now it's worth like 30 billion or some huge amount of money. So Rita says, she said, she runs into him, you know, later at these black tie events. And she goes, you know, you stole my idea. You know, you did. And he admitted it. He goes, I know I did Rita. She goes, well, you know, you could have given me something on it. That's sort of the law of reciprocity. I can't believe you didn't. But you know, she said it was the most painful lesson to me that I stopped asking. I asked one time and then I let one naysayer, one person shut me down. I never asked again. And they took my idea and made it into this amazing thing. I mean, that happens, you guys. That's why we have to keep asking. We need to get over the roadblocks. We need to keep asking. I I believe so much in in that story right there, Crystal. I think that's life gives us exactly what we need, right? Life, based on your perspective, life life either happens for you or it happens to you. You're a victim of life or you're realizing that life is giving you what you need. And for that story with Rita, I mean, how much like life served up to her. She needed to continue to ask those questions, to continue to be curious, to continue to find a way to do what she wanted to do. And so sad when people stop two feet or three feet away from gold. Well, she learned a lesson. I mean, she went on and she became the best asker. She became what the top, one of the top women at Arbonne. Actually, she's an icon in her own right. She's one of the funniest women you've ever met. But she has actually has a talk that, that's called Get Your Ask in Gear. Because, you know, we all need to get our ask in gear. Love that. Well, here's something we believe strongly in at Cashflow Tactics. We believe that you cannot lead what you don't live, right? And we're very big that we're, we're the guinea pigs inside of this entire financial strategy. Yeah. So what we want to do is let's dive a little bit deeper into this art and science of asking questions with the two of you. Can you give us an example of a time that you asked a powerful question that changed the course of your life or your business? Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, oh my goodness. I think my most pivotal time in life was I was very young. I was one of those kids who school, high school was very easy for me. I graduated at age 16, married a guy five years older than I. And a couple of years later, I'm alone going through a divorce. I went through a divorce in a brand new city by myself, baby on my hip and literally no way. I had no idea how I was going to support myself. So I applied for food stamps and I got the food stamps and I went to the, I remember going to the grocery store for the first time with those stamps. And it was like, in that moment, this big question just popped into my mind and it said, are you really doing the best you can? Or are you just taking the easy way out? And it was like, everything kind of slowed down. I almost felt like there was a spotlight and I knew the answer. The answer came to me immediately. And I knew I wasn't tapping into my resources. That question just awakened me. And I just had this huge pivot. I went home and I thought how, and I started asking more questions. I said, how can I start working tomorrow? So I registered for like these um, temporary service agencies like Kelly 
services. And I registered for one and I thought, well, there's two others. I'll register for all three and then I'll have a bigger choice of job options. So I had jobs coming at me every day and I could say yes or no. So I started working like at attorney's offices and setting up displays at malls and things like that, doing sales jobs for special events. And I started discovering something about myself. And that was that I didn't know before that I had an aptitude for business and for sales. And I had a way of, you know, communicating with people. I really liked it. I liked people. I liked being in that world, you know? And so it gave me so much confidence and feedback. When you just put yourself out there and start asking, the world gives you feedback. That's the point. You're not going to have all the answers. You just have to keep moving. So I decided at that point to get my real estate license. And about a year and a half from that time, I was turning over those food stamps to the cashier. I was working for the top home builder in our city. I was the top salesperson for the company. And I was doing, I had hit up a couple of modeling agencies because they, a couple of people said, you should try to do some modeling. And I, they signed me at, at the biggest one in our city. So I was getting residuals on, you know, some television commercials. And so my entire life changed because I kept asking, you have to keep asking. And Hey, it's not, you know, we're all scared, but you just do it. Just go ask, just ask the next question. Love that. And Mark, you're going to describe that process as being a magnificent obsession, right? I mean, when you get comfortable asking questions, life unfolds before you and it just becomes a magnificent obsession of asking what's the next question? What's the next thing? What's the next step to take? I love that. Okay. Well, Jimmy, why don't you close this out, my man? So for our listeners, what are, what would you say, let's say they're not 10 quick starts or 20 quick starts. Let's say they don't like asking questions. Let's say they just want things spoon fed to them. What are three action items someone can do to build in this asking habit? Number one, they got to go get a copy of the ask book. They got to go to amazon.com, get a copy of the book. What day is it going to be out by the way? It comes out April April 28th. So I, I'm going to pre-order it today. Please, yeah. you're our man. Pre-order today. It's and then send us a note to reception at markvictorhanson.com. Reception at markvictorhanson.com and what's going to happen. So you guys, yeah, be sure to send us a note when you pre-order the book because we're going to do like the world's biggest book club. We want to get everybody on a big old Zoom call and talk about the book and talk about the mm-hmm. principles because it's important. We want to wow. launch a million new askers for this decade so that people can start to get the success and get their start taking their dreams and moving toward their destiny. Okay, so get the book, step one. What's yep. step two? How do we build in this two, asking habit? Get, it, they've got to get somebody to buddy up with, just like what <clears throat> your partner Ryan did. He and his wife had 50 questions. They just did one for three dinners or whatever he said. And it just, everybody needs to have a, a mastermind buddy, like you guys call it. And then number three is you've got to take vital action that is inspired. And and some people are going to be the inside guy, all of what you were saying about, and some people are going to be the outside guy. And some of us can do both sides and do pretty well. But I'm basically, I, I've got a pretty bicarmal mind, so I can do both parts, but I love doing the outside, the extroversion part more. But even guys like Zig Ziglar, who, you know, he was an inside guy, but he turned out to be the best product salesman from the platform probably ever in history. Awesome. Love, love that. I can't remember if I made this up or if I got this from a sales mentor of mine, but Ryan and I both were in corporate sales before we started this and started real estate. But I used to, like I used to go on sales calls I had no shot at. And I would just look the person dead in the eye and ask for all their business. Like even (laughs) because my mental thought was, I'm going to lose, you lose 100% of the sales you don't ask for. Correct. 
Like I coach 10 year olds in basketball and like, I'll let them launch three pointers at 10. Cause I'm like, look, dude, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. I love it. We've got to brag about our grandkids down at, at uh, five. They're shooting an eight foot basket and the eight year old is shooting and, and uh, they are really good. I, we, Kindergarten we a, basketball is so much fun. They, yeah. they, they live here and we took them to the Harlem Globetrotters and they can sing the song and do the whole deal. That awesome. is awesome. Well, guys, we, you miss 100% of the opportunities I, you don't ask for. That's, that's so, right. Amen. Amen. So much gold inside of this inside of this podcast and this video, if you're watching it live, guys. Um, I think for me, what I took away from this is just having this relentless curiosity for asking questions, for, for not being shy, but actually being more bold in the questions that we ask. And so we have a question for the two of you. Inside of Cashflow Tactics, our goal is to empower people with money to rise up, take control so that they can live free. And our version of living free is not retirement, right? It's living a purpose-driven life. We believe that everyone inside of them has a unique gift, a unique talent, a unique opportunity to serve humanity. And the reason we see problems compounding and growing exponentially is too many people are not asking questions of themselves. They're not living a purpose-driven life. They're not exercising their unique talents and abilities. And instead, they're deferring the solution to outside entities, governments, you know, whatever it might be. And so our goal is to awaken people. So what we want to ask you guys is for the two of you, you've obviously been very successful. You've done some amazing things. You've had some amazing adventures. But now at this stage of your life, you're choosing to write a book. You're choosing to be on video with us when you probably don't have to be, right? So our question for you is what does financial freedom mean to the two of you? What does financial freedom, you know, I think it's the freedom to just do what you love every day. I really do. I do because um, no, we don't have to be doing this, but we want to keep, we'll never stop doing what we love and we'll never stop helping people. And I know when you talk about the ask God part, I know that for whatever reason, God has allowed me to help a lot of people. You know, I'm a transformational life coach, clinical hypnotherapist. I sort of see the essence of people when I'm with them or when I'm sharing with them. And that is something I feel like I have to give back. I could just, you know, so I can't stop. That's not, if you have talent and you're not using it, I don't want to say shame on you because I don't like the word shame, but you know, gosh, what a missed opportunity, you know? So we have to dig deep. We all have some kind of talent to give and share. So yeah, financial freedom looks like just being able to always do what we love to do. Love that, Crystal. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Mark, how about you? Well, I want everyone to rise up and live free in a comprehensive way. And I believe you got to learn, then you got to earn, and then you got to return. And obviously, uh, you know, a lot of people would say, well, you're in the business for returning. There's just unlimited returns that are needed now because for the first time ever at, at a global level, we've got 4 billion people that aren't in yeah. the equation and they're going to come in the equation during this decade. And it's going to be the most exquisitely exciting loomingly big business time ever. We're going to do 50 trillion, that's spelled with a T, not a B, dollars worth of business just in the United States of America, I predict in this decade. And I'm teaching a seminar on seven inevitable trends that are going to do that. And I I, I want to be part of that because I'm 72, but I've never been more excited. I'm beating on my chest. I'm getting to talk to people like you guys are alive, (laughs) alert, enthusiastic, tuned in, turned on, and wanting to make a difference. And I believe a lot of the people that have never asked themselves back to Jimmy's question, you know, could you make a difference? Point number two, after once you know what you want, what will you do that matters? Is that 
I think everybody wants to do something that matters. And, and most people say, well, when I'm 65 and I'm retired, then I'll go do it. Too late, buddy. You got to do it now. And then you also got to do it then. And I even wrote a book with Art Linkletter. You know, the, I don't know if you know who that is, but he's a giant. Believe me, at 98 years old, he was our close friend. And, and uh, Art and I said, don't ever retire from something to nothing. Retire, put on new tires on your wheels so you can go forward in a bigger, better, new, exciting direction. Yeah, man, I wish we could just like double our time down. You guys have so much gold to share. So how can our community, obviously right now we want everyone to focus on the book, Ask, right? And, and the book, Ask, it's the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. So how can people get a copy of this book? What is the action that they should be taking to get plugged into this amazing information that you guys are sharing? Yeah, so just go to amazon.com. It's available now on pre-order. It'll be uh, shipped out on the 28th or, you know, Kindle version, whatever you want. We are determined. Also send us um, the receipt when you get it to reception at markvictorhanson.com because we'd like to invite you to the big book club. So that'll be a fun day. And uh, we're just going to keep going with events. And we want to stay in touch with people and create a really strong, we want to create a million master askers this year. We're super excited about it. So reach out to us. We're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, everything. Crystal Dwyer Hansen and of course, Mark Victor Hansen. You can find us. And then, and then at the most macro level of your saying rise up, everybody's got to say, how am I going to participate in helping total humanity become physically and economically successful? Mm. Love that. Well, love it. Mark and Crystal, it was a pleasure, honestly, and an honor to have you on our podcast and inside of our communities today. Thank you for bringing your passion, your wisdom, and your expertise to help our people truly rise up, ask powerful questions, and lead powerful, purpose-driven lives. Thank you for taking that time with us, guys, today. For those of you that are ready to take action, right? For ready to take action, it's one thing to have knowledge in your head, to convert knowledge to wisdom. It's about asking questions. Rise up, live free. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. Do you want to connect with me and other empire builders who are on a mission to take control of their financial plans and become financially free in 10 years or less? Well, then join us in our private Facebook group where we get to go deeper into the topics of financial freedom. And it's the only place you can see the actual results of people on their path to financial freedom, learn what's working, and interact as a community dedicated to becoming financially free. When you join, you'll get immediate access to exclusive training in a private membership area. This training will empower you in your path to becoming financially free, and it will fast track your results. This is the only place you get access to this exclusive content. So be sure to join us in the Facebook group now. Just go to cashflowtactics.com forward slash group or head over to Facebook and search Cashflow Tactics to join. I look forward to you joining us next time on the Rise Up Live Free podcast.